Welcome back to the Vine Church podcast. Today, we will be continuing our devotional series, The Gospel According to Zechariah. If you haven't already, you can find us on YouTube at the Vine Church Heart, and we'd love to have you join us over there. Good morning to you. I don't know if you've ever had to try and have a conversation with someone where you're trying to persuade them to uh, give you an answer and you just can't get the answer from them. We're going to read a few verses in Zechariah chapter four that I find very amusing because Zechariah seems to be asking the angel a question and getting frustrated because he's not getting the answer until he does eventually get a kind of answer at the end. So let's have a look at it in Zechariah chapter four. And verse seven, it says, then I asked the angel, what are these two olive trees on the right and the left of the lampstand? Again, I asked him, what are these two olive branches beside the two gold pipes that pour out golden oil? He replied, do you not know what these are? No, my lord, I said. So he said, these are the two who are anointed to serve the Lord of all the earth. So eventually he kind of gets an answer. Let's just remind ourselves here of what's going on. We've got this uh, fifth vision of Zechariah, um, a lampstand which is shining in all its beauty. It's gold. It's full of light in the darkness shining. And it's a picture of the temple, the people of God, the temple of God. And I want to just say quickly that it is Always the case that God is always building his temple. He did it back in the Garden of Eden when he created a temple garden in which he put his priest, uh, Adam, to minister. Uh, He did it through Solomon uh, when Solomon built the first temple. And now again, through Zerubbabel, he is rebuilding the temple. Uh, And Jesus came, of course, as the temple who would be destroyed but rebuilt in three days. Jesus came to bring about a new temple on the earth, the church, a temple built of living stones, you and me, living stones with Jesus as the foundation and the capstone in which he would dwell by his spirit like a lampstand that is precious and which shines forth into the world, shining its light like a city on a hill or a lamp on a uh, prominent place. The church is that temple, that lampstand. God is always building his temple. He's building you as his temple to shine for him as well today. Now, that's a huge task. And of course, we can ask ourselves, how do we do this? And of course, we've already looked at the answer in verse six. It says, not by might or power, but by my spirit. We do this by the power of the spirit. But we mustn't forget that that famous dictum, not by might or power, by by his spirit, actually comes from a vision, a picture that Zachariah has. And it is, of course, of this lampstand. But this lampstand is supplied by oil that comes through pipes via a bowl to the wicks but the oil comes from two olive trees that are standing either side of the lampstand and it's these olive trees that perpetually provide oil there's kind of the 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 olive is processed from this oil perpetually and goes through to light the lamp 
continually and perpetually. And this oil is a picture of the Holy Spirit and the olive trees are the source of the Spirit. Now, the question we can then ask is, of course, and this is what Zachariah wants to know. He's circled round. He's seen this vision. He asks again at the end of this vision, the same question he asked at the start, which is, who are these olive trees? And he has he's fixated with this question and he repeats his question because he doesn't get an answer the first time. And he says, you know, these branches that come from these olive trees, what are they? And the angel says, well, don't you know? And he says, no, I give up. I don't know. <laughs> and eventually the angel says, um, these are the two who are, who are anointed to serve the Lord of the whole earth. That's the punchline of this entire vision, that these two olive trees are the, the two who are anointed to serve the Lord of the whole earth the anointed ones or the sons of oil, the ones who are anointed, the sons of oil. Now, in the immediate context, who were the two sons of oil, the two anointed ones? Well, they were Joshua, the high priest who we read about uh, back in chapter three, who was given clean garments. And they are Zerubbabel. The other one is Zerubbabel, the governor who is in the kingly line. And so these two Joshua and Zerubbabel are the two sons of oil, the anointed ones who are going to facilitate and enable the temple to be rebuilt and to shine forth again like a lampstand. And so they have this role, this role as priest and as king, the king who will build the temple who will resource the building of the temple and defend the people as they build the temple and the priest who will offer sacrifices and lead worship in that rebuilt temple. And so through these two, the spirit will flow and make it all happen. And without these two, nothing will happen. It all happens through these two by the power of the Spirit. Now, of course, as we look at Zechariah, we know that this is pointing ahead prophetically to a greater fulfillment. And of course, we have this question, who is this priest? Who is this king? Who is the ultimate son of oil, the anointed one? It is, of course, the Christ. His very name means the anointed one. Jesus is the son of oil and he is the priest and the king. Both offices rolled into one person, the priest and the king, the son of oil. As it says in chapter six, a little bit later on, uh, verse 13 says that he will be a priest who will sit on his throne. Zechariah 6 is going to explain that these two offices of priest and king are rolled into one person who were a priest who will sit on his throne. And so this is Jesus, the anointed one. And as such, he is the one who makes it all happen. Without him, nothing would happen. But because of him, everything can happen. Because of him, you can have all that you need for today. 
because of his ministry to you as priest and king to you in your life today. He is your priest. He ministers in an ongoing way to you as your priest. The spirit flows through his priestly ministry to you. And he ministers to you as your king today. And the spirit flows to you through his kingly ministry in your life. The priest's role, of course, is this. Jesus came, it tells us in Galatians 3, he redeemed us so that we might receive the promised spirit through faith. Our role is faith. We receive the spirit through faith in Jesus as our priest who is ministering to us today. He is the one who um, gives us grace from his fullness. We have all received grace upon grace. And so I love what one commentator says about this priestly ministry of Jesus. As our living high priest, Jesus brings us to God and puts our sins away. Furthermore, as our living priest, Christ continually intercedes for us. His wounds plead effectual prayers, reminding the father of his covenant of grace and securing for us the riches of God's spirit. How essential is this priestly ministry? Receive him as your priest today and he is your king. And as your king, Jesus comes to rule over us, to become the ruler, the conqueror of our hearts, to purge sin from us, to be the power in our lives, to deal with sin, to give us the power that we need as our king. He comes to enable us to have his power. I love that hymn, uh, Rock of Ages. Uh, in which a uh, top lady says this, uh, that Jesus has come to be uh, to be of sin, a double cure to cleanse me from its guilt and power. Jesus comes as a double cure to cleanse me from the guilt of sin as my priest and from the power of sin as my king. He has come to deliver us and to give us everything that we need today. He is everything you need today. And through him, everything can happen. You can shine. You can receive the spirit. You can be empowered and you can shine forth for him as his lampstand today. And so receive him and enjoy him as your priest and king today. In Jesus name. Amen.